Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Kate Labrodnik. I love scams. We love scams. Thank you guys so much for listening and welcome to all of our new listeners. We got a bunch and I'm so excited to have you guys join our scam fan. This is Scam Wow, the podcast about scams, where we talk about everything from minute, tiny little coupon clipping that maybe went a little too far to enormous scams that possibly the government is in charge of. I don't know. I'm not official. This is just fun and fascinating and hopefully helpful. But today we have an amazing guest who not only just won the iHeartRadio Best Beauty and Fashion Podcast, but she's also an incredible human being. Guys, today we have Kate Spencer, who is an author, a comedian, a mom, an exquisite podcast host, and also a close family friend. I babysat her little baby. I was her first babysitter with her daughter. And my sister is also close with Kate. So... This episode feels so good. Since I started Scamwell, I've wanted to have Kate on really because she means so much to me as a person and in my life. And Mackenzie, my sister, joins us in the middle of the interview, which is so funny. And we talk about her new book in a New York Minute, which will be available in March. But right now you can pre-order it wherever you order your books. Do that. It's wonderful. It'll definitely support the author. I know that the first week of sales, all of the pre-orders are included in that. So go right now, order today, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Walmart, whatever, wherever you get your books. The link to that is in our bio. This episode was like over two hours long, so the other chunk of it is on our Patreon page, and you can find that at Scanwell Podcast on Patreon for all of the extra details. Now, I will say this episode starts talking about the Tinder swindler, and if you haven't seen it, there are a few spoilers, but I was the only one who had seen it today, and Kate and my sister Mackenzie had not yet finished the episode, so we talk briefly about it, but this is one of my favorite episodes because it quickly turns into how are we scamming ourselves? How are we coping? And giving us permission to just exist in this really difficult life and we're all just doing the best we can. It is a beautiful episode. I won't say it has a through line. It is a conversation with friends. I love it. I hope you do too. 
I want to give a special shout out to our new Patreon patrons. Welcome to Stephanie, Celia, and Jennifer. Guys, welcome. I'm so excited to have you as Patreon patrons. You will read, <laughs> you will listen to everything we talk about, in-depth conversations, what medication dosage I'm on. We just really let it all out there for the podcast. And I will say your scam of the week for our Patreon patrons is... Ignore the expiration date on your coupons. And I don't mean try and use them at the store or try and use them if they've expired. I was creating a beautiful photo album for my family and my computer crashed at like 8.01 and the coupon expired that evening at like 8.07. Anyway, that's not important. I missed the deadline by like a couple minutes because my computer crashed, something was faulty on the website. And so I called the website that I was making this photo album on and I said, your coupon code that would have saved me like a hundred, it was $150 off. It expired and it wasn't my fault. Your site crashed or my computer crashed. Something happened and everything went blank. And they said, okay, for this one time, we'll honor it. Well, that was amazing. But the old me would have just said like, all right, I missed it. I couldn't get it by the deadline. But they gave me an entire month to work on this photo album because my son is four and I just started his baby book. They gave me an entire month to finish it. And then also I was able to find multiple coupon codes online to make it even cheaper. So I'm not saying it's a scam. So I'm basically saying don't give up on the coupon. <laughs> just keep going. If, if you're at the last minute, if you've missed it by a day, you can usually call customer service and ask them to extend it. Tell them you're a loyal customer. And this is all built in as part of their promotion. Like all of these promotions, they're aware that they're, they're going to get a certain number of things sold and make a profit based on all of this. So if you call and ask them to adjust or extend the coupon for you because of whatever technical issue, then hopefully, probably you'll get it. Uh, that's something to try for yourselves. And there's more crazy goofy hop tips, hot tips, and lots of personal stories that we shared with Kate on our Patreon page. But let's get ready for this episode. It is absolutely one of my favorites. Enjoy! I just started Tinder Swindler this morning. Oh, whoa. It's bonkers. It's really bonkers. And it also kept me up all night and I did not sleep well because I was obsessed with it. And then I had to like watch all these other shows. Like I just like wasn't. I I mean, we can obviously continue to talk about it. I'm only like halfway through, but I feel like with these podcasts and shows about people who get like catfished or swindled through romance. I'm always like, I would never fall for this. But in the back of my brain, I know I would immediately, immediately. fall for this. I identified the moment she said, yeah, we had sex the first night right. <laughs> after he <laughs> flew her on a private jet. I was like, you do. Then you have sex after that. And it's like, it's like, I don't want to be that woman. I don't want to say that. But he told her like his trauma. He said he was in war. And then it's like, you're going to bone. <laughs> yeah, totally. He makes himself emotional, emotionally like vulnerable. So vulnerable. We all want to care for and heal partners so sensitive always he had scars on his back i mean god that is like catnip it's Uh like show me a scar and i'll show you my vagina yes (laughs) i i could i feel i could see myself just being swept up like the woman the woman's like completely i had to get another loan and i'm like i get this i think i would be like i'd be getting so many loans i don't even know how to do this yet but i would figure it out for this exactly i'm so excited kate i was 
telling our producer, Kate, I was like, I think I might start crying now or on the episode because I just miss you so much. And I'm so ex- I have to say, Kate, and not like to embarrass you or anything, but like Mackenzie and I use you as a touchstone for us in our lives. Oh <laughs> I'm not kidding. God. <laughs> Mackenzie will say like, well, what would Kate do? Or like, what Stop. would Kate say? And I'm not getting and it's like so special to us and like such a you have such a high priestess <laughs> like form for us. And we and I texted her. She's asleep because it's L.A. I know. And she's not working right now. And I was like, do you want to be on the podcast? So she's going to text me and be like, what? <gasps> oh, <laughs> In my the God. Middle. Maybe she'll come on. Um, because well, what I was so funny because I wanted to talk about. So one of the funniest things I think of Kate is when you and Mackenzie met. And it was this hidden secret, the love of the celebration of Twilight, too. Yes. And that was something hidden, which shouldn't, nothing should be hidden, but still. Oh, my God. We're adult women. Everyone still hides everything. And I'm like, that That to me also, having somebody that, looking up to you, looking up to like your work as a writer and as a comedian and as a person, just saying like, yeah, I like this shit. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's a cool girl right there. So like, <laughs> she's. I love cool. Twilight and Twilight. You know, the reason I love it is because it was like the it was the first book I could read after my mom died. So my mom died in 2007 oh, and yeah. I read it in like 2009. And I like mm-hmm. after my mom died, I like couldn't pick up a book. I was so depressed. And so, yes, that was the first book that I was like, oh, my God, like reading stories characters like this feels amazing and then that fandom already existed because the movies Mm -hmm. had started and so I just like I just dove in and I mean I was like you have to that's the best it's the best I read so much Twilight fan fiction like I read Fifty Shades of Grey when it was called Master of the Universe and it was a fanfic okay let's just amazing amazing um yeah put it out there yeah but I mean like that that uh, yes, there's so much em- embarrassment placed on the things that we like. And I, you just never know. Like, again, it, it's someone, someone reading like Twilight or watching like The Real Housewives. Actually, Casey Wilson talks about this so eloquently in her memoir, okay. The Wreckage of My oh, Presence, yeah. and how the re- she basically, her mom died and The Real Housewives like saved her. And so mm-hmm. like anytime any sort of bit of culture is like moralized in certain ways it really bugs the shit out of me including twilight completely completely and you deserve to i'm texting mackenzie right now you deserve to like live it and celebrate it and enjoy that you deserve to fucking have fun (laughs) that's what i don't understand it's like why why can't why is why can't we just have fun (laughs) why can't we just have fun with the things that we do and it was interesting i really loved when i you guys were on I think it was when uh, your episode of Natch Butte, or maybe it was, no, no, it was on um, the Add to Cart podcast when you oh. were saying that like, that Gen Zers have it, they're nicer and kinder to ourselves, but maybe we've just kind of missed that. <laughs> like maybe yes. we've just sort of missed that group. And I, I feel the exact same way. <laughs> Generationally, like it's so fascinating and they like don't understand us and how we have all these hangups. And it's just like, you didn't, you didn't grow up, I don't think. And I'm sure there's agonizing things There's, that Gen Z sure, deals right. with. But oh, yeah. it, there is a different, there's acceptance. And I see it with my kids who are 11 and nine, the way they just are kind of mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, shrug. That person is this, that person says that, that person lives this way. They like this. It's, it's very, it feels very different from how like I was too terrified as a child to ever reveal the things I truly Anything. liked. Yeah. 
Yes. It was almost like Victorian era and then whatever came after that. I don't remember. But it's just like we were the we were like this the I feel like I will be the one woman who's like, you could never say that yes, on a podcast. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard, you know, it's hard to understand the generations ahead of you. Like I look at my dad and I'm like, why the hell are you that way? You know, he's only like yes. twenty eight years older than me, but it's like what? Yes. But like, I don't know what the fuck it was like getting a draft card, you know? Like, he, like, oh, I like know. It's just, you, you can't understand. It's hard to understand. You didn't live it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And I didn't want him. God, no. <laughs> but no, I think, God, no. Um, But I think, like, of that and of those that celebrate. Oh, and McKenzie. Oh, my God. McKenzie, we're like talking about scams, but also about life. And we were talking right. about how the pressure to be like, actually, like, the male the masculine pressure to have what you're reading or writing be like approved by the cool people, the masses, um, literate people, you could say like people that like uh, educations, higher education, like that. I was saying that like, I was, you feel embarrassed to say how much you love something if it seems young or fun or girly. And we were talking about Twilight. Well, now this is my, (laughs) your bread and butter. My Here we go. Um, and also just, I, well, I, I think that there's been so many, like, I think that there's such a commentary too on like exactly what you were saying that if it's, if it's, if the masses of young women particularly like something, it is easily discredited or mm. a lot of the public easily discredit. Um and uh, I think like Harry Styles had said something mm-hmm. like this in the past of just like my fans are all young, but who, who can like their their opinions are still valuable. And I mean, mm-hmm. he said it better than I did. Um, but like yeah, type I just think <laughs> very tight pants and tattoos. Oh, but, but with a nice with a nice bell at the bottom, though, he's also got a nice oh, bell and a hair that just sways. But yeah, I just think that you know, I. I I think that if uh, millions upon people, millions and millions of people like something, like there's something to it. Who cares what the audience is? Yeah, you're allowed to like it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I would just like to say, given the recent Oscar nominations that... I mean, right? I was like fucking validated on that one. Exactly. What was it? I've missed it. What is it? This is actually funny for us. Um, Kristen Stewart got nominated for an Oscar. (laughs) Okay. We all. I felt like I got nominated. I literally, I was like up with our puppy at like 530 in the morning. And I was like, oh my gosh, the Oscar noms. And then I saw that she was nominated and I literally went, (laughs) yes. And like raised a fist to the air. Yes. You, it's. You must. It goes back to Twilight. She has been so dismissed and mocked and uh-huh. like mimicked. Uh-huh. And she's so uh-huh. talented and, and she's uh-huh. so good in Spencer. I went and saw it not knowing even what to expect. And it was so moving. Yeah. And I was just like, fucking A, man. Like, let her have her moment. This is deserved. Yes. Like, and I feel, I yeah, I, sorry. I, I could go I off. I love that. You can go off. Who cares? This is... <sighs> This is this is fun. I you know what guy I think that if I'm trying to find some sort of a scam for this episode, but my my scam that I'm admitting over and over again is how many times I've sort of just ha- tried to coax or placate or like keep the even keep the waters still because it makes me uncomfortable. Oh yes, mm. and that's people pleasing yeah. is a 
Yeah, yes. I mean, it, it also I don't I want to say it is a scam. It also makes us I'm a people pleaser. It, it makes us yeah. empathic. Um, yeah, I think there's yeah. a, a kindness to it. And and we're like a very observant. But I am yeah. I have I have made not even made myself small. I've like adjusted my opinions to suit what yeah. I think somebody else will think. Even over the dumbest yeah. things of like, man, this ice cream's good. And someone will be like, oh, I yeah. don't really like it. And I'm like, I can't like if people just yeah. like yeah, disagree with something small with me, it shocks me because yeah. I'm so used to just agreeing for the sake yeah. of like yeah. making everybody comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. is dark, yes. which is feels dark. <laughs> yes. But uh, I also that not to negate the darkness, but I see, I think I'm finding joy in like saying it finally. Like we, again, before you came on, Kate and I were talking about how like we grew up without a lot of like uh, acceptance that now generation, what are they? X, Y, Z. Yeah. Z is this current. Z. Mm-hmm. Z, Z is like chill as hell that like, I almost felt like we were like from the Victorian era. Like we were coming in from the 90s being like, oh, you must be a skinny, crazy woman who looks like Allie McBeal. Like Allie McBeal really fucked up my life (laughs) and my posture, if I'm being honest. Well, I mean, like talk about scams, but like diet culture is a scam. Yeah, it is. It's been playing me my whole freaking life. And it's so hard. I know. All that shit is so freaking hard. And it's like, it still exists. It's just disguised better now than it was, I think, when, again, we were eating, like, Olestra chips in 1999. (laughs) People also were fine with shitting their brains out. They're like, oh, like, the the warning came out. Everyone everyone knew if you eat Olestra chips, you have, like, a small stream of diarrhea constantly. And people were still like, but would you like some Olestra? Sure, sure, sure. That's worth it for me. Let's clarify. So these were, just so I remember, Olestra (laughs) was some chemical that was put into potato chips that made them uh-huh. like zero calorie or fat free. Yeah. I don't quite remember yeah. exactly In what it was. Oil, something happened when it hit yeah. your body. It was the oil thing and it like disintegrated in your intestines yes. to like nothing and you would and, have oh, diarrhea and there was like a warning on the process. chips well your your body would reject it that was what it was it was that your body yeah. wouldn't digest it it would reject it so How and on the bag it said like will cause something something and so in their marketing campaign in their social like conversational campaign they like your body will reject this the, the new thing, thing for the future. They were going to put Olestra like, in everything. They're like, yeah, hey, everything. welcome to Thanksgiving. Would you like to sprinkle Olestra on your Thanksgiving Olestra. dinner? Yeah. Oh, yes. Because that's also the hot baby name. Olestra. <laughs> Honestly, that would be, yeah. that is kind of a good name. I would love it's it if name. someone takes that as a name. Yeah, it was it had no <laughs> calories. So you could eat and it tasted yeah. exactly the same. It, yeah. So you would eat yes. like a bag yeah. of Lay's. But if you ate an entire bag of Lay's, you were like pounding Olestra <laughs> and you would have diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah, but also yeah. the concept of like I can't wait to eat something and have it be shit right out of me. It's like <laughs> not to be such that's a creepy person, laxatives. but I was like, yeah, I might just lick something then. Like I'll just lick it and walk away. Like that's the same feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. all scam. Well, yeah, it's, all scam. it's a total. I mean, I could. Uh, I feel like like growing up in the like fat free Olestra era, and now in my thirties, like seeing what a scam. It is, and like, I think it's something crazy. Like ninety-five percent of diets fail. Yes, ninety-five. Yeah. Like that is that's not even like oh, give it your best. It that's like well, we hope 
Like, we hope it works for you. Honestly, 95 is a great testing score, too. If somebody said, like, you had 95% of something. Oh, I, yeah. I had 87% of chance getting breast cancer. I was like, cut them off. Yeah, 95 <laughs> is like an A. Yeah. An A. Yeah. That's so like, is fabulous. So now I have to say, like, there is a lot of freedom now. So I'm like, well, I'm mm. not going to die because I'm going to fail. But I'll say no, if you gave me a new diet, I'd be like, let me try it. <laughs> Honestly, it I love a new diet. This time. There's a 5% chance. I have a 5% chance. But what if I'm that top five? Tyra's top five. Okay, Kate, I'm so sorry. We, I also want to talk about your book. Oh. I could talk about this forever, I but too. I also I want to promote really you. Oh, okay, yeah. Promote me. So excited about this book. I'm oh. so excited. Pre-ordered it. whenever it came it's, out. I was like, you. is it March yet? Oh, my gosh. When I heard it, was it? I thought in my heart it was this month oh, and so I, I was very excited I was like Alan I can't wait to read it and then I was like god damn it I'm not good at so waiting excited. thank you all you all are so nice I I will say like you know we were talking earlier Katie uh and well you you joined for this conversation about Twilight and like romance is like my favorite mm-hmm. it's a, so my book is a romantic comedy and romance is my absolute favorite genre to read and that's another thing that has been so frowned upon and it's like the yes. number one selling corner of the publishing market is romance and this biggest secret yes, like nobody like, will admit it and the, and yeah. there are so many amazing writers writing and there's mm-hmm. it's just such an incredible genre filled with so many like brilliant people and it's just shit mm-hmm. on and i that drives me nuts mm-hmm. nuts yeah. i tell you yeah yeah not only is it fun and celebratory but it also gives permission that isn't freely given to this genre well, to enjoy it and celebrate it and have fun, fun with it. to write. Like, it's enjoyable to be like, let me make these two people just like bone here in the street corner or whatever. <laughs> they, they don't they don't do that in this book. They don't bone on a street corner. But the next one. Yeah. Well, the next one, there's a lot. There's I'm just turning in my second book. Yeah. Boner streets. Just everywhere. But I, on these bone streets. Bone streets. The name of the book. Mm-hmm. No, I just it's just it's it's. Like there were, I mean, it's very hard to write. And I, I, there were many times where I like sat and cried and like, you know, was miserable, but it's also fun. Like it's pleasurable to be Mm -hmm. like, let me see if I can figure out how these two people end up together and why they like each other. Like, that's just so satisfying to me. Yes. That that puzzle, living in that puzzle, I would imagine is so Mackenzie, you got to write one. Because there's so, there's You would so love it. Much, I mean, I love reading them. So I will start by reading Kate's. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but how, I guess, how long have you, because I'm always fascinated by this. How long have you had this idea oh. for it? Because I know, I mean, we've talked about like 10 years ago, you had ideas for various. And so I'm like, how, what made it about these two characters or this book that oh well i had this idea and Mm. which is basically like two people meet two strangers meet in a moment that goes viral where it looks like they're in love but it actually like they didn't like each other and didn't connect that was like the general that was the the first thing that dawned on me was like this would be a fun start to a romance Mm -hmm. and i think i started kind of working on it in the fall of 2000 and 18 and then okay. I wrote for all of 2019 into 2020 and then I sold it in May of 2020 so that was wow. relatively fast but you know the manuscript that I'm about to hand into my editor like today is my Are you doing another one I'm doing another so one's cool. my next 
romantic comedy. And I've had that idea. I've been trying to write some iteration of this book since 2015. Oh, I mean, my, no. my computer, I have so many like, re like rejected drafts that I've done of a book that kind of follows this idea. So it's, it can, but then you, I have friends who are like, I had an idea and 11 weeks later I had written the first draft, you know, like it just, <laughs> no thanks. I think it depends on the, but I think yeah, it depends on the people. idea too. Like sometimes mm, yeah. something just comes to you fully formed and it like just yeah. flows out of you. And other times it's like you put one letter in front of the other and it takes yeah. you like an hour to spell the word, you know, V or whatever, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's every yeah. time it's different. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, so this has been kind of in my brain for a while, though, this little idea. And then it ended up, you know, the, it takes place in New York. And then I ended up putting New York in the title after it was written. Mm -hmm. But like the whole book, I mean, and you all, well, Katie, you're still there. But like it's you can just I'm so I feel so homesick for New York still as a former New Yorker. Mm -hmm. And that's this book is just me being like, God, what I I miss New York. <laughs> like, it just, oh, that's so it's a real New Yorky like, in you know, when Harry met Sally inspired kind of that's so nice city romp. Well, also New Yorkers need that. Like we're constantly disappointed and pissed off and there's like a pigeon shitting on our face at all times. So it is nice to be like, Oh my God, remember the good parts? Like I really think anytime something celebrates New Yorkers are just like, hell yeah. Like, because you almost got hit by a trash truck and like yeah. <laughs> somebody's reminding you about the romance. It's, yeah. we need that to keep going New and York keep living here. Hard. New York is a hard, and oh, I haven't, oof. you know, I haven't lived in New York during the pandemic. That's its own oh. kind of hard yeah. that I can't even fathom. Least, and yeah. But also, it's just to me like the greatest place on earth with the best people. The New Yorkers are like truly the best. And so I just wanted to really kind of like get into like it's a slightly romanticized version of New York. Like the main character definitely yeah, lives in it. like an apartment that like I have never lived in. You know, it's like a cute brownstone you basement to apartment. You get to make it your own. Like, yeah. Who wants to live in a shithole? Exactly. No, you need exactly. the friend's apartment side yes. of any story yes you know absolutely but, well, because it's all it's all everyone wants to go into that fantasy yes. because like life's hard enough like why not escape for 200 300 pages into a world mm -hmm. into an aspirational world like i, mean, I am yes. all for it again Mackenzie. as i was telling katie i am currently exclusively reading a series about aliens and humans falling in love that's where I'm I at. Love it. The That's where I need to be. A hundred percent relate. The amount of screenshots that I've done on Instagram, because now that my algorithm is like books, romantic books you'll love, and I'm like, okay, I got it. Like, uh -huh. I just have screenshots upon screenshots of every form of rom-com romantic because it's just like yeah let me escape to that world and it's intellectual it's less screen time well depending on if you're kindle or whatever <laughs> and so like i just yeah i am i am here for it and i am so excited i love it and you know, i will say to kate that i do think that this the like the frown upon or the joking of and the looking down on um, for romance novels is a hundred percent created by the men who are intimidated by them. Mm, like they, absolutely. they aren't, those are romantic, sweet things. And well, cause even they can't about, relate to it. No, and I mean, so, that too. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I mean, years ago when women started reading mm, that if there was a romance and if your wife, like 
hundreds of years ago, if your wife was reading books and she was thinking on her own and she was ex- she read how a woman was getting more from her husband and she started talking and expecting more. I really think the way to shut up a whole group of women and to call them silly is to also prevent them from growing and reading and improving their lives. And I think that was probably like the basis of the romance. But what's so funny is that everyone loves love. Like the love songs are at nauseum. Love songs are at nauseum. Poems are at nauseum. Like you can find stories about love anywhere. But the second that it's a romance novel, it had to have been like, this is my hypothesis, but a lot of things kind of like boil down to this, a way to control how quickly and excited women were about reading. I was just going to say, I, Katie, I totally agree. And I think that if there's a way to keep women small, it keeps the people in power in power. If you dismiss entire opinions or genres or whatever uh, women find. And look at Kristen Stewart. She's going in for that Oscar now. She's going in for the Oscar. She's a reader. She reads. Don't underestimate. I, I feel like it's so funny. I mean, this is such a big topic, but it's like the jokes on them because Kate, like you were saying, romance is like the number one uh, uh, like category hallmark movies exist for a reason there's an entire channel like all of this female generated um content romance whatever you call it makes a shit ton of money yep. <laughs> yep. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Kate, I want you to make a shit ton
the money. I want your books yes. to be turned into movies. Oh, me too. I would yes. love that. Look, for all the pro- all the movie producers who listen to this podcast or any other mm-hmm. podcast that I'm on, mm-hmm. make my books into movies, please. Make it oh, into make my movie. dreams Hell come yeah. true. Hell make yeah. it make a fun romantic comedy with a million beautiful New York City backdrops. That's all I ask of yes. you. All I ask. Yeah. Yes. I can already see it because even though I haven't read it, I know it has heart. Oh. I know it has comedy. <laughs> yes, it's I funny. know yeah. it has wit. I know it has beautiful locations. And it like, has friends. It has like um I I I've the, the each of the characters have community and friendships mm, and that was very important to huge. me. And so yeah. I didn't want it just to be about like two heterosexual people falling in love with each yeah. other like it I it's yeah. hopefully hopefully has a representation of different kinds of relationships that you can have with people and that was meaningful for me guys oh, yes. and the, I, love I love that and the joy behind that I was also just thinking like this is why there are so many old ladies <laughs> of course I don't know why I'm thinking these old timey ladies in Russia who were matchmakers because you do want to see two people fall in love well Katie <sighs> this gets us to the freaking Tinder, Tinder swindler because the whole time <gasps> brings us back like I uh, Mackenzie so I just started watching the Tinder. I keep saying Did you see Tinder. it Ken? Tinder. Tinder. It's Tinder. fine. You say whatever I've you want. I heard about it. My aunt told me about it. And I was like, as a single woman in LA, do I want to watch You do. Mm, Mackenzie, okay. you do. It's really because you good. Are, here's the thing. And I'll, I'll give the first 10 minutes away. I, I've had so many listeners message me privately and say, can you please talk about the Tinder swindler? And I don't want to give anything away from anyone who hasn't seen it yet. So I'll do like a uh, extra thing on it. But... What surprised me so much, they do this. This is like, I don't think it's like this. What's the gambling thing? Like the sunken cost fallacy or something like where you give so much into a relationship or you give so much into gambling. You put so many coins in the slot that you're like, oh, oh I can't leave now. Yes. Like, like, because I've already invested. Yes. So much. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. OK. Yep. And so you have so these women have put so much emotional investment, but also as a woman, have were given so much to him by him mm-hmm. so there's that guiltiness of a woman feeling like i don't deserve this in general or or i should be so lucky that i was given gifts or being fed a meal for free i mean i definitely had this that was like the beginning of my alcoholism was mm. like if anything was for free i felt so guilty that somebody mm. was giving me something for free how to repay them was to be like a devoted friend or in some cases a doormat you know like those like friendships that are uneven mm-hmm. like you just go like I don't have the funds or the means to physically repay you back. I can't also get you a private jet. But because you took me on your private jet, I'm indebted for you forever. And it's this way Mm. of both sides. Like he did a lot of emotional time with these women and he did a lot of like spending lavishly on them so that they felt ingrained and sort of indebted to him in a lot of ways. Mm. And it happens in so many in so many relationships. Mm -hmm. Have you listened to the Sweet Bobby podcast? No. no. Oh my gosh. You need to listen to this immediately. It is okay. you it's about 6 episodes. You will die. I listened to it all in one day and oh yeah, I've been there. it is a an extreme catfishing situation mm-hmm. that will just make you crumble because the person mm-hmm. at the center of it lost so much of her 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 time of her life. And like that's kind of like that's what it is. Like it's like it's even beyond the money, like the financial devastation that a lot of these people cause. It's like 
these people who get sucked oh, into these yeah. catfishing scams or these like the the swindler like they lose chunks of their life just time that devoted girl, the, to a scam yeah that mm. one girl you see all of her pictures from before and like her first tinder pictures and Ugh. she was so it wasn't that she was very much younger as far as years but she had this like dewiness this brightness like i don't know if it was botox and then COVID hit and she couldn't get it anymore <laughs> but she had just like she did brightness to her that wasn't there anymore so call it the swindler call it COVID but like her joy (laughs) yes and I don't want anyone to ever do that I think that's also why as a sister and friend I'm very ferocious with it because I see like game sees game I'm like oh I've been played by this way or I've had a friend make me feel that I wasn't a good enough friend and like specifically Mackenzie I'm like has had roommates or people like in her building that make I don't want to out Mackenzie shit, but I'm literally like, you don't need to walk your friend's dog. <laughs> your friend's fine. She can hire a dog walker. Uh-huh, like can. you don't have to be, she can. But there's that thing of like when you're close friends with somebody, like, sure, I'll help you out. Like, sure, I'll, Mackenzie, we can cut this. <laughs> but like a it. very personal example for my sister is this when somebody is asking too much of you from whatever reason, whatever you think, because you've bestowed something upon that person because yeah. they've helped you in other ways, you believe that you have to pay it back in some way. And and, then as you're saying, you lose that. Well, and also as someone who in various friendships, you know, the pedestal that we were talking about before, like being, uh, you just want to be in proximity of someone on a pedestal. Like you want to, you think you're going to be cool by osmosis. Maybe you'll slowly grow a pedestal of your own. Well, if she if she's so cool and then I could be uh, because I'm friends with her then I'm cool I mean it's all it all plays upon our own insecurities and all of that and so it's like can I yeah go ahead I was gonna say can I tell you a lie I used to do this is like really embarrassing but I love you guys so of course um I used to think if I was around really skinny people, I would suddenly mm. learn how to be really skinny, Absolutely. which is crazy. It's like not. It's not crazy. I just thought it's if like I was crazy. around them, I was like, ooh, they're super skinny. They must be doing something like in their air yeah, water. Like I convinced like, that like- Absolutely. That's how. Yeah. And it Absolutely. didn't actually happen. <laughs> no. Well, because I mean, that whole thing, like we said, is a total scam, but- but I, I agree. It's like you, there, there's so much aspir like when you have friends on pedestals or when you put friends on pedestals, there's so much aspiration there that it mm-hmm. really clouds. That's where the scam is. Like the aspiration of like, oh, I could be like that. Um, and that's not your fault too. Cause you're looking at Instagram. You're looking, we were looking at magazines. I'm looking at Delia's yeah. like the aspiration didn't just like pop into my head out yeah. of nowhere. No. We were like fed it primed for this yeah, asteroid aspiration. Yeah. Oh my God. And then you see somebody who in their own right I'm sure they have their own fucked up stuff but they look like they're kind of closer to that ideal and you're like well you kind of your hair hair's highlighted like those girls hairs are highlighted maybe I could hang out with you and you could do my hair oh my god I mean the amount of Instagram influencers that I'm like oh god what a life (gasps) and like you know they're essentially just being photo shot all day photo shot they're having a photo you know these are professional photo shoots shoots, you know like And I think most, there's not a lot of transparency involved, although there is a lot more. And a lot of, some of the influencers I follow are incredibly transparent about it. And I really appreciate them. But, you know, it's sometimes you're just like, this isn't, how how are they living this life? How do they have this big Mm -hmm. of a kitchen? Like, I, Mm -hmm. what? 
you know, it's just so they have a kitchen. Have a That's kitchen. Yeah. So I, yeah, they do. A lot of influencers have sign attached to their bathroom. <laughs> no. Or they just live no. in a house. that's just a kitchen. <laughs> they live in a kitchen. They live in a kitchen. Their little bunk sink. beds underneath uh, the dishwasher. So cute. No, no, that's like when you turn the camera around and it's actually yes. not as beautiful as you think. I'm you constantly know? turning it's the camera like, around. I'm like, guys, it's like, yeah, my favorite well, part. they have to keep the facade of the scam of the, you know, aspirational, you can have this life. You know, and like that's not shitting on them. I could not be an influencer. Like I know that for a fact because I think it would give you a lot of anxiety. So mm. much work, yeah, mm-hmm. to be on the clock and to have to look perfect all the time. It's like, oh, it just seems exhausting. <laughs> you get why people ate Olestra back in the day because it was like just the same chips in. urge, right? Shit it's it that out. same feeling yeah. of like, well, like be skinny and fit into societal's body standards or shit my brains out. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I yeah. want to uh, also accomplish this everybody around thing. is co-signing it. Everyone else I is know. shitting their brains out. That's the other thing too. It's like it, you, everybody else is like, eh, shit him out. Like <laughs> everyone else, that's a crazy thing too. It's not even like a, I'm embarrassed or a humble thing mm-hmm. or like, I won't tell anyone. They were like in the commercial, like make sure you're near a bathroom. <laughs> like, it was like very socially acceptable. <sighs> I cannot. Oh, yeah. I wonder what that is today. Like, what is the Olestra of now? Is it I like celery juice? Yes, intermittent fasting is. A I'm going to say one. it right away. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. upset. Yeah, celery juice, intermittent fasting, all of it. Like the wellness. Oh, the wellness the complex. Wellness yeah. thing now is just whatever diet it is. And, and I'll tell you what I am doing. <laughs> But I do subscribe. Okay, to. go on. Okay. Oh my god. These are the things I want to do that I will subscribe to, and maybe later I'll look at them. So I'm taking a fuck ton of supplements. Okay. Um, but I'm also like one day if I can afford it, I want to be able to like laser treat my whole face. I want to laser hair removal my oh, armpits. Sure. I want to. La- I just want like all of the stuff. So yeah, somebody might come out and say like that is one day like scammy, but. My God, if I don't have a full table of like beauty products because yes. I want to feel good. And I think that's different from like, that's not me trying to feel. I, I think it's interesting because I think sometimes Alan might worry, like if he sees me buying a bunch of beauty products or getting a bunch of stuff, he's like, oh, like you're, you're wonderful the way you are. You don't need this to make yourself feel better. I'm like, no, I don't. It's not to make myself feel like I need to be somebody else. It's to pamper myself in the mm. present. So it's two different things because I think in the with all the social media influencers, with everybody, there is that feeling of like, not that I looking at a catalog. It's not like when I was a child and I wished I was that person. Sure. Some people like Kristen Stewart. I wish I was also getting nominated. <laughs> Thanks, Mackenzie. But um, I, I also look at that as like, oh, this is something I can do at home to be loving to myself. Not. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's very clear to Someone who doesn't get it, I guess. Well, I also think like we can't exist in a vacuum, right? Like I make yes. I make a podcast about like self care and all this stuff, and I'm obsessed say, with this is your bread and butter cake. Yes, <laughs> it's literally so my bread and I love it. butter. I did. It's so bonkers. Thank you very much. That was surreal. That's so fucking amazing. Very, very flattering. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But I think like you know, again, like I don't think there's a I don't think that they're on the other, on the flip side, like I don't hold it against myself or anyone for getting sucked into anything because 
Mm-hmm. Again, I've been quoting Aminatu So and Anne Friedman like twice on this podcast from Call Your Girlfriend, but like they always say the scam is structural, right? Like it's it's yeah. huge. So like it's very yeah. hard to escape diet culture or wellness culture. It's very hard to escape ageism. Like you better believe I am like yeah. literally peeling layers of my face off trying not to get wrinkles. Like and that's yeah, just fully I because I don't want to look like I'm aging. And that is like, uh-huh. same. it's just the truth. That's the reality. Like I do it for myself and cause it feels good, but like, also I don't want to look old and I am not going to hide the fact that I'm vain and superficial and buy but into all the right. ageism out there. Yeah. But nuts. ultimately yeah. that if in some small, like not small, but like if that makes you feel good, fuck it. Like if not aging makes you feel better, go for it who you know like I know, even but then, it's but a then, construct but then are we in a slippery slope because then what if we said no. like yes. oh but if you know <laughs> no, intermittent no, no, fasting no. makes you feel i mean i just i never know That's this is true. why i feel like it's a That's trap true. like i feel like it's you're you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't existing no here's the one thing i think it's not a scam if you know what it is mm-hmm. so it'd be one thing if somebody was like put all this energy and money into drinking this drink that won't give you cancer. Like, that's not what this is. You're putting energy and stuff into creams that may provide that opportunity for you to, like, look and feel differently, but it also may not. Like, you are aware there is some agency over what you're doing and the choices you make. And it, yes, of course, there's brainwash, there's pressure, but it's not under false pretenses is what I think I mean. Like, I don't Mm. think of it as there's the con of life. There's the pressure of living as a human being in this world. There's the pressure of all of us, just like the desire to, like your book, like to find love, to be loved, like that's all just the human experience. I wouldn't, we, we kind of, we can lie to ourselves. And maybe I was saying I was scamming myself just to like throw it back into this episode, which doesn't make it, who cares? You're trying to host my ass off. But um, I think it's more that like, that to me isn't a scam. That's like more like coping and relationships and learning how to value yourself and putting people on pedestals. Like this is all stuff that we also have learned from Oprah not to do or to do. And like reading books mm-hmm. and reading like positive thinking and affirmations. Like, I think that you can, to call it a scam, like I did earlier in this episode, I think actually belittles it. Almost as if people were making fun of like romance novels and like the romantic idea of how cute that is. That's so scammy. A scam is a negative thing. To cope in this world and to love ourselves and to pamper ourselves and to have permission to do so isn't scamming yourself. The guy in the Tinder swindler who scammed everyone, they thought, he was going to pay them back. It, they thought that he was going to give them the money back. They thought they were going to marry this person, be in a relationship. That's not what we do when we go out on a limb. You know, that, it's it's very different than like buying a face cream. We're, we're, we know what a face cream does. We know a face cream goes on your face. Mm. It's, mm-hmm. not a t- it's not the Tinder swindler where you give money and the money actually doesn't come back into your bank account. Like there's no return on it. And whether the return yeah, you know is what the return is. Yeah. If the return is not as great as it was, that's just the human being risk. That's mm, if I okay, go outside okay. without an umbrella, that's me not having an umbrella. Oops, it rained. That's just existence. And so, no, I take back everything I said in the first part of this because I don't <laughs> think we should be scamming ourselves. I think we're just literally doing the best we can. And this that I would not qualify everything I just said before as a scam. I think I would call it coping mechanisms. And we are coping and trying to, but what is a scam is somebody deciding whether you're smart or stupid 
and telling you you should feel that way. And that's what I think is the scam. If somebody says mm. romantic novels are silly or frivolous or something, if somebody else is putting a qualification or a judgment call on you, on your job as a the commentary <laughs> of that. If somebody tells you as a podcast host, you're not smart enough, that person is conning you. If they make you feel that you're stupid, that's the con. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because it so keeps no. their world mm-hmm. in, in control. Uh, the con artist wants to control the situation, which is actually like a ton of episodes. I always go back to the fact that like con artists are pretty angry. They're pretty mm. frustrated and they're really smart. And like we mm. had a really funny episode, Kate, is with Murph Mayer. He told us about this scam in Pennsylvania where they scammed the lottery and they scammed the lottery system, which was like a ping pong ball coming up and down. And the reason they scammed it was because they put a weight in some of the ping pong balls so that like when it went up in the, it's like that air puff that does a shoot and it swims around. So the ones that didn't have the weight, um, like, you know, obviously would fall to the ground. And he had somebody in the art, a whole group of people worked on this, the art department, tech people, like everybody was involved because basically the guy who came up with it was like, this is such a dumb way to do the lottery. It could so easily be rigged. And he was so frustrated about it, the fact that it could so easily be rigged for so many years. And he was down on his luck or, you know, invested in things that fell through that he convinced everyone else, like we're smarter than these guys. So they did succeed it. They did win five million dollars or whatever but it was it was in the 80s and it was all at the same time so then there's like this red flag comes up like that's how they got caught because everybody got it at the same time Mm -hmm. everybody made the money and it was all similar people all matched together all people that worked there so but the thing that is so clear to me in that scam and that like connects with so many other scams is that that person is very frustrated needs to feel validated and that they're smarter than the situation, like somebody who will rob a bank because they know the code and they're like, why? It's so easy to do. Um, so I think that is the con artist that, I don't know where that was that came from. I don't know how I'm relating that back to what I was saying before. But, <laughs> but it connects. It ma- it, it connects. connects. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you being know? frustrated, being angry, con artists are angry. Yeah. Oh, well, no, it's the control aspect. The control it's aspect. It's also like they, making somebody else small and buying yeah. into a, yeah. that belief that someone else has put upon you. Yes. Like, yeah. And it keeps your reality where you want it to be. If you're like, look, I'm the smartest person in this room. I'll prove it to you. I'm the smartest person in this room. And you're proving that over and over again by putting somebody out. Well, I mean, again, not to keep talking about the Tinder swindler, but like, I'm, and again, Please, I'm, I mean, I'm only I love a subject through. for this episode because I'm just having fun. He he's so smart. Like I like this. I would so I smart. would have fallen for this so quickly. Like it's mm-hmm. so like I'm watching this and I'm like, how did this guy manage this? Like the swindle mm-hmm. is such an exhausting job. Like it's so it, much work. And he also that completely. And then he also knew exactly. Like he had done this. I, I'll tell you guys a little bit of it that. Do you want me to spoil any of it? Oh, I love spoilers. I don't mind a spoiler. Okay, great. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah what now? Um, we can't see. We can't see. It's it. Okay. Um, no, but like he already went to jail for this. Right. For three years in jail. Oh. And then he got out of jail and just perfected his con. And the thing was that he figured out what to do was how to manipulate women, specifically Finnish women. Like he knew like, yes, like they're Scandinavian, these like northern yeah. Scandinavian women, like those are the ones that he preyed upon. That look, that type, whatever it was, whatever their cadences with love like he just latched onto it and then at a certain point he evoked a ton of fear in them Mm. so that's the other part of this like not only was he 
playing on the part of like the unworthiness or like the guilty and and feeling like you have to give back or make an equal relationship he then scared the shit out of them with uh documents where he looked like he was going to get killed or hurt that their families were going to get killed or hurt like a lot of threats so he also not only was like very smart in this ways he knew exactly when to like switch the dial Mm. to then create terror in these women's lives and he's cute that was also bugged me i was like so attractive he's really handsome yeah so he can get away with a lot yeah he's a very handsome swindler and he's jewish i mean i love jewish boys But even his mother was like, I never seen him before. Wow. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating and frustrating. And then it's it's very frustrating at the end, I'll just say. Okay, okay. I haven't gotten there yeah. yet, but okay. I'm gonna I'll I'm gonna watch keep watching. It. I'm I'm so yeah. invested right now. It's, I was watching it this morning, like, oh, I gotta get on this. I know. And I had a friend say to me, like, I would never do what those girls did. And the second I started watching it, I said to myself, I would do hundred percent what those girls did. Like there's there. There has to be 45 women he throws a fish line out to and like like trying to hook. And then the person that is sensitive and feels a little guilty about owing money. And is that like it's it is a character type. I mean, like a, a personality type that he's like can bank on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> OK. Is this off the rails? Yes, it's off the rails. You know, <laughs> it's just about life and scam. And I'm so oh, happy. I feel like we cover. I feel like you nailed it. This is really fun. Like we, I had we so really ran the gamut. It was truly pleasurable. <laughs> we really did. Well, this is what's going to happen when I'm around Kate Spencer because oh, Kate, like, you, you have such a spiritual connection to me and Mackenzie that we're like, I'll just tell you everything. You want to hear about my dyslexia? I'll tell you about it all. Like <laughs> Kate, Mackenzie, literally Kate just said, when did you realize you were dyslexic? And I was like, well, let me tell you my story, Kate. I like to know things about people. I mean, that's, I just am very curious. So I always sweet. love to know things. Kate, you're amazing. Oh, my God. I could Honestly, Kate, I could tell you all my insecurities my whole life because you're so fun to talk to. Um, but let's see. Let me do a plug of where people can find you. Um, okay. So my new book that's coming out is called In a New York Minute. Yes. It's out March 15th. Um, you can get it anywhere Pre-order. books are sold. Pre-ordering is such a massive help to authors. So if you are inspired to order it, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I am on Instagram at Kate Spencer. My website is at, is not at, my website is Kate Spencer Writes. And mm-hmm. you can always listen to my podcast Forever 35, which is all about- Because you already are listening. Podcast. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, I heart award-winning <laughs> podcast about- I mean, you already podcast. are listening. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. You got to hear her twice this week. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Thanks for doing this. You're incredible. You're the best. Oh, this was so fun. I could talk. I mean, I wish we could just keep on the Zoom forever. Kate, this was like medicine. I literally feel bad about all my decisions in life. I know. I know. so lovely thank you so much kate thank you mackenzie for jumping in waking up in los angeles not knowing what was going on checking your phone and jumping on a podcast you are a champion and a great sister so guys thank you again for listening i love you all and if there's anything you want to call or message or let us know about your own experiences i'm always there for you reach out on our social networks link in comments i love you all bye
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.